0: Hi everyone, and welcome along to the ergonomically speaking podcast, the podcast that aims to help you reduce and even eliminate work-related discomfort. I am your host, Neve Pentney of Boyne Ergonomics. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really hope that you're able to take away some useful, practical advice from this podcast to help you reduce your own risk of discomfort at the workplace, or help manage the risks among the people that you might be responsible for. So now that we know why we're here, let's get started. Hello, hello and welcome along to episode 19 of the Ergonomically Speaking podcast where today it is all about the eyes because I am going to be talking to you about digital eye strain, also known as computer vision syndrome, what it is and what we can do to prevent it. So two and a half years or so as our work and our learning and our leisure time has become more digital. I think it is safe to say that for a lot of us, our exposure to display screens has probably never been higher. And while this has been great in that we can work remotely, learn remotely, meet remotely, stay connected when we couldn't physically, it has also increased the prevalence of and the risk of developing digital eye strain. And when I'm talking about display screens and monitors during the course of this podcast, what I'm referring to are your computer screens. Your laptop screens, your tablets and your phone, all of these displays can contribute to digital eye strain. And what I'm going to cover in this episode, I will outline to you what is digital eye strain. I will talk about the different kinds of symptoms that you can have so you can identify if maybe you yourself are suffering from it. I will go through the factors. What exactly is it about the screens that causes the problem? So the factors that contribute to developing digital eye strain, what we can do to help reduce the symptoms or prevent it from happening at all, and what employers can do to help protect their workforce. That's what I'm going to cover in this episode. Quite a lot of information, but we will get through it. And I'll also say that there is a blog associated with this podcast episode up on my website if there's a huge amount of information in this and you want to go and have a read of it and dive into it a little bit more. That's up on the website. So I'm going to start with what is digital eye strain? So digital eye strain or computer vision syndrome is the umbrella term given to the ocular and the non-ocular symptoms associated with prolonged use of screens. Digital eye strain itself is estimated to affect about 60 million people around the world with an increase of approximately 1 million cases per year. Since the increase in digital learning, which was brought about by COVID-19, it is reported that the prevalence of digital eye strain in adults may be up to about 65% of users and among children between 50 and 60% of users. And symptoms can be reported in users with as little as three hours screen use a day. Now, three hours is not a lot in total. I'd say especially in the developed world, there are very few people between a screen, a laptop, a tablet and a phone who look at a screen for less than three hours a day. So there's a a wide range, a big number of people that could be affected by this. And what are the symptoms of digital eye strain? How do you know or how would you suspect that you're suffering with this? So the symptoms of digital eye strain can affect the eyes physically it can affect the ability of the eyes to focus and it can affect the musculoskeletal system too. The symptoms that you can experience, it can vary for everyone and it's based very much on personal factors, environmental factors, the tasks that are being done and the characteristics of the screen. Now, for the purpose of this, what I'm going to do is I'm going to group the symptoms into three different categories based on the area that they affect. The first one I'm going to look at are the ocular surface systems symptoms sorry which are the symptoms that affect the surface of the eye and the surrounding area and these are like that the physical symptoms so they include dry eyes red and itchy eyes watery eyes a gritty sensation in the eye or a burning sensation in the eye so these are the actual physical symptoms that you can feel in your eye associated with prolonged or excessive screen use. So those are the ocular surface symptoms. The next batch of symptoms are what are known as the accommodative symptoms. So these are the symptoms that impact the ability of the eyes to focus and function correctly. So these include your blurred vision, double vision, difficulty seeing things up close, which is presbyopia, and then difficulty seeing things at a distance, which is myopia, and then the reduced speed of focal adjustment so this one I get reported a lot in the workplace especially in the afternoons and evenings where people report to me that they have noticed it's taking a little bit longer for the eyes to focus when they go from a screen to trying to read a paper-based document so it's a reduced speed of focal adjustment is another accommodative symptom that we can see associated with digital eye strain. And the last batch of symptoms are the ones that affect the areas other than the eye. So your extraocular symptoms. And these can include neck discomfort and stiffness, back discomfort, shoulder discomfort, and headaches. And some of these symptoms they can be transient. A lot of times, what I find anyway, when it's work-related, and people report to me that you know it's not so bad on Monday, starts to get worse, starts to get worse, disappears at the weekend. So as exposure increases. Symptoms increase as exposure decreases, symptoms decrease. Um, And however, like a lot of cumulative disorders that we see associated with repetitive use or prolonged use and postures, a failure to recognize that this is an issue and to address the causes can have a long term impact, both on your visual health and your musculoskeletal health. And it goes from being something that can be quite easily remedied to something that needs a bit more drastic intervention. So it's really important to always be listening to our bodies when we notice something is not right, take the steps to address it. And I always recommend that if you are experiencing some symptoms of computer vision syndrome or digital eye strain, and you use a screen for up to three hours a day, not in one go, I mean, built up through the day, cumulative, you visit your optician. And get an eye test to make sure that there are any visual deficiencies or there are any issues that they're identified and they're corrected. It should be done every two years. I would recommend going sooner if you're noticing changes, which a lot of people did over the last two and a half years. Um, And even if you wear glasses and you notice symptoms, it may be that the glasses you have are not the right ones for the task that you're doing. So I always say to people, if you notice issues, first port it with your vision, sorry. First port of call is always your optician. And if you do have a high level of screen use because of your job or because of your hobbies, let them know at the time of the assessment so they can adjust for that. So those are the symptoms that people generally report with digital eye strain. Quite a broad range. And some of them you might associate, like for example, the neck and the back. You know, a lot of people might think that's the chair, or that's that they sit for too long, but it, it can be a factor. With digital eye strain, and I'm going to move on now to the factors that can cause or contribute to the development of digital eye strain. What is it about screens that cause these symptoms? Like, after all, those that are visually capable use their eyes pretty much for the duration of your waking hours, and they can. These can be for tasks that have high visual demand, such as driving, such as reading, such as tasks or hobbies that need a really fine motor movement and really precise movements like this is these are high visual demands but they're not screen based so what is it about the screens that cause such a problem so there's a range of factors that can contribute to the development of visual and musculoskeletal discomfort that increase the workload on the eyes and they negatively impact the physical characteristics of the eyes this is what the screens do so the first batch of factors, again, there's a lot of information in this, so I'm going to break it up. The first factors that I'm going to look at are those that contribute to the physical symptoms of the eyes, the ocular surface symptoms, as you mentioned, the dry, the itchy, the burning eyes. So we'll look at those first. Tasks with a high visual demand, such as looking at a computer screen, reading and driving, have been found to reduce the rate of blinking. And not just blinking, but complete blinking, where the eyes actually fully close. Blinking and complete blinking are necessary to hydrate the eyes. This is how our eyes spread the tears through our eyeballs to make sure they stay hydrated all over the eye surface. A decreased rate of blinking, along with the increase in the rates of incomplete blinks associated with screen use, reduce eye surface hydration, Increases the level of cornea exposure and increases the tear evaporation rate, which can cause dry, itchy, and red eyes. And these same factors contribute to discomfort that people who wear contact lenses often report as well. So I'll take myself as an example. I need glasses for distance, I need corrective lenses for distance. And I only ever wear glasses. I have contact lenses, I've used them in the past. But what I find is when I'm driving, I can't wear them on the computer because the prescription isn't right. And if I wear them when I'm driving, because I'm concentrating, I find I don't blink as much and I find my contact lenses dry out and become uncomfortable. So it's the same mechanism. It's the decreased rate of blinking. It's the decreased rate of complete blinks, which cause dry eyes and these physical symptoms that we associate with computer vision syndrome and digital eye strain. So that is those factors that contribute to the physical characteristics. Next, I'm going to move on, there's a lot of information in this one, to the factors that contribute to the accommodative symptoms, the symptoms that impact how our eyes focus and how our eyes function. And these are often attributed to the increased visual demand associated with interpreting Screen-based images and text; these increased visual demands can cause fatigue in the muscles that are responsible for lens adjustment and eye vergence, and this can result in inadequate focal responses. So, the factors that can impact here: the first one I'll take is screen resolution. So, the screen resolution is essentially the number of pixels in the space, and it's an important factor because it influences the visual demand in screen use. Screen-based images and text are made up of tiny pixels and rasters that form the image. The margins on these images and text are usually softer than they would be in hard copy, especially in low-resolution screens. So if you have a low-resolution screen, the eye has to work harder to identify and interpret what the text or image is on the screen compared to how hard it would have to work if that image was in hard copy. Screen contrast levels also impact the visual demands when interpreting screen-based data. If there is not enough contrast, particularly with text-based images, if there's not enough contrast between the text and the background, the eye has to work harder to differentiate between them and this increases the workload on the eyes. Refresh rate of a screen is another important factor. Refresh rate is the number of times per minute the screen is repainted to produce the image. So screens that have a lower refresh rate can often have flickering. And this has been shown to increase the symptoms associated with digital eye strain. Screen brightness also has a role to play. If the screen is too bright or too dull for the surrounding environment, this is going to increase the workload on the eyes when they're adjusting between the surrounding light level and the screen brightness. Or if it's too low, it can increase the visual effort required to actually decipher the information on the screen. Glare and reflections are another factor that play a role here because if you have glare and reflections on your screen, the eyes then have to work harder to interpret the image and to focus on the images that are behind the glare or the reflection. Distance of your screen can also contribute if your screen is too far away from you or too close to you. This increases the risk of visual strain. When we consider the increase in smartphone use, the small size of the screen, the event of information that's packed onto these screens and the distance the screen is from the user increases the workload on the eyes contributing to symptoms of digital eye strain. And there's also a link between poor posture and increased visual workload. So poor seated postures, especially if you think of the slouched and the, the rounding forward posture and the leaning forward have been found to negatively impact the quality of the signals that go from your brain down a spinal cord to tell the body how to react to what you're seeing on the screen. And the last factor that can contribute to these accommodative symptoms is the blue light that's emitted from digital screens. So the high energy shortwave blue light from the digital screens can have a negative impact on the health of the cornea, the lens and the retina of the eye. So a lot of factors there that influence essentially the workload on the eyes and can cause these accommodative symptoms. And the last batch of factors are the ones that can contribute to the extraocular symptoms, the symptoms that we can experience that are not related to the actual eye itself. So when it comes to the extraocular symptoms, there are both personal and external factors that we need to consider here. Firstly, uncorrected visual issues or inappropriate corrective lenses can increase the workload on the eyes and contribute to poor posture, increasing the risk of musculoskeletal systems. Inappropriate screen angle. So if the angle is not correct for the lighting, the task or the corrective lenses that you're wearing, this can cause adverse postures of the neck when trying to view the required information. Inappropriate screen distance, in particular having the screen too far away from you, can result in poor posture like leaning forward, increasing the risk of musculoskeletal symptoms and alternatively having tablets and your smartphones too close can also increase the risk of neck discomfort and as i mentioned previously the high energy shortwave blue light that's emitted from digital devices can impact the health of the eye it can also regulate our circadian rhythms which promotes alertness memory and cognition so the blue light itself promotes alertness memory and cognition now i do want to say here Blue light is not bad. Like, we do need blue light. Our bodies need it. Our eyes need it. It's not bad. But the excessive blue light that comes from digital screens, especially at night, can stimulate the brain, inhibit melatonin secretion, and increase corticosteroid secretion, directly affecting the quality of sleep that you're getting. Um, and associated sleep disorders, these can increase fatigue, eye discomfort, and adversely affect posture, concentration, and mood all of which increase the risk of developing musculoskeletal discomfort. And prolonged adverse posture of the neck, eye strain and fatigue. These things also contribute towards headaches. So that's why headaches are a symptom. There's a lot going on here that can contribute to the development of headaches. And there's other factors to consider here, like, for example, ageing and underlying medical conditions and some medications and eye disorders. Can all impact the visual acuity, your eye coordination. They can cause reduced focal adjustment and they can basically cause dry eyes, reduced ocular hydration. And this can happen in people who don't look at screens, who are aging or have underlying medical conditions or on certain medications, but screen use can aggravate it and make it worse. Um, And as I mentioned already, the lack of appropriate corrective lenses can contribute to the increased workload on the eyes, which then contributes to poor posture. Um, and can make work more difficult and make it harder to concentrate. And I find especially like we can increase font size on screens. That's one of the good things about screens, but a lot of people don't. A lot of people just tend to lean forward in the chair and round the shoulders. So it is important that you have the right corrective lenses when you're using a screen. And the other factor here that I put in this section, so I wasn't really sure where else to put it, it's the time spent looking at the screen either continuously, or in total over the course of the day. Now, it might be workload. It might be when you're working from home, we don't have the workplace distractions. It could be the increase in virtual meetings, or it could just be poor behavioral habits that is causing this increase in time spent looking at the screen. The more we look at the screen, the higher the risk, the higher the exposure. So time is an incredibly important factor when we are looking at, development of digital eye strain. So what can we do about it? What can we do to reduce the risk? Well, there's no one answer. There's a multi-layer approach that we need and it should be tailored to yourself and your situation. Um, but the focus should be on reducing the workload of the eyes, reducing exposure to screens and improving posture. So if we go back to the physical eye symptoms, The most effective means of reducing these symptoms, the redness, the itching, the burning, is to reduce the time spent looking at the screens, to maintain a healthy blinking rate, a healthy, complete blinking rate, and keep the eyes hydrated. Um, Common sense tells us to do this when you take a break from our screens, to let the eyes to rest and the eyelids to blink and the eyes to hydrate. This is harder to put in practice, I have found, both anecdotally, myself and in feedback, it, like it's hard. Um, work demands have increased. It's more digital. We need to be looking at the screen more if you work on a computer. Now, there is advice in place like the 2020 20, 20 rule where we recommend that every 20 minutes you should look at an object 20 feet away for 20 seconds. OK, this will give the eyes a rest, but it is really important that we are blinking and um, complete blinking during these breaks. Um, And it can be hard to remember when you're working or when you're scrolling on your phone or when you're working at your desk, 20 minutes is not a very long time, so it can be hard to remember. I find these kind of short eye breaks happen more naturally in the office um, just because you've got the comings and goings of people to pull your eyes away from the screen. And also I find people who sit beside the window, whether it's at home or whether it's in the office, tend to look away more because things outside the window catch your eye or you have more things to look at to pull your eyes away from the screen. There are desktop apps you can get. I'll name a couple. This is not an exhaustive list, but you've got Stretchly, WorkRave, iLeo and iSaver. And these can be set on your computer to tell you when it is time to take a break and let the eyes rest and to blink. And also you can use hydrating eye drops that are available that can be useful to reduce dry eyes. When it comes to the accommodative symptoms, Obviously, the frequent eye breaks are going to help there, too, because they're going to allow the eye muscles to relax and just take the stress of the screen off them for a few seconds. Screens with a high resolution will allow for sharper images and text and reduce eye strain. Icons can be smaller on the higher resolution screens, but a lot of operating systems have the option to scale the images to suit your visual ability. So this is quite technical, but basically we're looking for screens with a higher resolution because they'll have a higher pixel density. Screens with higher refresh rates. So the standard refresh rate is 60 hertz. Um, Up to about 120 hertz, from the research that I've read anyway, can help reduce visual workload as they allow for sharper images with reduced blurring. Adjust your screen contrast settings to ensure that the images and text are sharp and easily defined. Um, Contrast settings of about 1000 to 1 are generally appropriate for most people. But again, it's personal, so play around with your settings and adjust your screen brightness settings to reduce the contrast between screen brightness and the ambient lighting levels. Excessively bright screens increase the workload and strain on the eyes and blue light emission, but then excessively low brightness makes it more difficult to interpret the text and images on the screen. Make sure you have a nice level of ambient light around you. Um, And generally speaking, the brightness of your screens and the ambient light levels should roughly match each other. If the screens you're using have low or anti-blue light mode, I would activate this to reduce blue light exposure. There are apps available such as FLUX, which is the one I use, Twilight, Night Owl, Easy Eyes, Blue Light Filter. These can all be installed on laptops, tablets, and phones to reduce the blue light emitted from the screens. Ensure your screens are at the appropriate distance for you for the tasks and the size of the screen. If you're using a laptop, or a computer monitor, the ideal distance to reduce visual strain is roughly the length of your arm. If the screen is arm's length away from you and you cannot comfortably read the text when you're sitting back in your chair, increase the image size and I would follow up with the optician. There may be issues there that you may need corrective lenses for. If you're using tablets and phones, bring them up to eye level and zoom in and increase the font size if required instead of leaning in towards it to read it. Reduce the impact of glare and reflection. So basically, avoid positioning your screens with a window or a mirror behind you or a light source directly overhead. If you cannot do that, use adjustable blinds or curtains to reduce direct light coming in the window. Cover the mirrors when you're working and use a light shade overhead that diffuses the light. Anti-glare screens are also available that you can put onto your current screen. It's like an anti-glare filter that you can put onto your screen To reduce the impact of glare if you cannot eliminate it and ensure appropriate postures when you're using a screen avoid leaning forward and flexing the neck aim to stay upright generally my real thumb is ear over shoulder over hip that's nice and upright and supported sit back in the chair let the images come to you instead of moving yourself forward towards the images and when it comes to the musculoskeletal symptoms the extraocular ones We're aiming to avoid adverse posture. So screen set up here. Obviously your regular micro breaks help get up from the chair at least once every 45 minutes, if not more, because that will give your body break and also the eyes. Make sure your screens are positioned appropriately for the tasks and any visual correction that you use. Generally, if you have no glasses, if you have unifocal lenses or some very focal lenses, that your screen should be positioned so the images are just below your eye level. the screen is angled slightly backwards if you wear bifocals or if you wear some very focals you may have to position the screen a little bit lower so you can see it the aim basically is to be able to view the majority of your screen when your head is balanced on top of your spine shoulders relaxed neck nice and relaxed the majority of your screen should be in your natural line of sight and ensure where you can that you are getting the appropriate amount of good quality sleep to reduce eye strain muscular fatigue and improved concentration. This one I always find really funny because there's often a lot of factors that are not related to your phone or blue light that can impact sleep. But we can only do the best we can there, try and get a good quality night's sleep. If you have an underlying condition or you're taking medication that can cause dry eyes, use hydrating eye drops and undergo regular eye tests to make sure that any issues are identified and corrected early. And also keep on top of your eye tests if you do already wear glasses, because this will make sure that the glasses that you have are actually appropriate for what you need them for when it comes to a screen. Depending on the issues, standard reading glasses and distance glasses may not be the best option. It might be a case that you may need glasses specific for DSE use. They might have a different lens design, a different lens power, a tint on it or a coating on it. That can be prescribed to address your issue and in some cases corrective lenses are actually not enough to fix the problem um, there can be issues with eye focusing and eye coordination and in this case if the glasses don't fix it vision therapy or vision training may be needed to actually improve the communication between the eyes and the brain and improve vision so always if there's visual issues keep on top of it go to your optician if I find a lot of people go to the optician and they get glass and then they give out that, oh, these glasses don't work or these glasses aren't right. If you get corrective lenses and it's not doing what you need them to do, go back to your optician and see what else you can do. Don't just wave it off and and leave it because you have to address these issues for the long term health. So, if you are an employer, what can you do to reduce the risk of digital eye strain among your employees? There's a number of steps you can take. Firstly, make sure that any screens provided including laptops and tablets, are appropriate for what they need them for and can be positioned correctly to reduce adverse postures. Ensure your staff are provided with the appropriate furniture and equipment to allow them to adopt appropriate postures when they're using screens, whether it's in the home or the office. Make sure the work environment has appropriate lighting, humidity and ventilation levels in the workspaces. Encourage staff to take regular micro breaks from the screen and desk by Fostering a collaborative work environment um, and trust that they know they are, especially work from home, they know they are allowed to step away from the desk for a couple of minutes every 45 minutes or so to give themselves a break. Encourage face-to-face meetings when they're in the office and encourage voice only virtual meetings where appropriate so that people can actually move around during video calls and not be tied to the screen to give their eyes and their back, neck and shoulders a break. And providing wireless headsets is a really good tool for the home-based workers and because it means that during video meetings they can move around and not be stuck looking at the screen even if it's only for one or two minutes or even 30 seconds if that's all they can do but any break for the body and the eyes when it comes to screens are good provide regular eye tests for employees now this can take different forms in ireland anyway this is a legal obligation if you have staff that work on computers you are supposed to provide eyesight tests for them every two years This can be done by running like voucher schemes or setting up agreements with opticians. It can also be provided on site. So there is an eye test called the Keystone Vision Screening Test that can be done on site and it's a screening tool. So it assesses near, mid and distance vision, eye coordination, fusion, color vision, depth perception and peripheral vision. Essentially, this test will pick out anyone who is displaying signs, of digital eye strain or issues with their mid-distance vision, and they need to go on for further assessment with an optician. Anyone else is signed off, and they don't have to think about it for another two years, or you, as the employer, don't have to think about it for another two years. But it will identify the staff members that are having issues. This can be done on site; takes about ten minutes per person, and it's a really, really good way of, well, one, complying with your obligation legally, but two identifying people who are having an issue and have maybe put going to the optician on the long finger and we can have to identify them and get them treated quickly. So that's what computer vision syndrome or digital eye strain is. Those are the symptoms, those are the risks and there's what we can do to fix it. As I said there's a lot of information in it um computer vision syndrome and the effects of the screen use It does seem like an inevitability, it's a consequence of modern technology, but it is possible to reduce and even avoid the negative impact of this screen use. As I said, there's a lot of positives to the way we work now and this increased digital world that we live in. But frequent breaks, appropriate equipment, appropriate positioning, and optical self care can help reduce the risk of developing the issues associated with digital screens. As I said, there's a lot of information in that. There is a blog on this on my website. I'll put the link in the show notes and I'll also put all my references in the show notes. There was a lot of research into this. I'm obviously in my job. I'm very aware of digital eye strain and how to correct it. But for the purposes of this, I end up taking a bit of a deep dive into it. So I will put my references in the show notes in case there was any topic you wanted to follow up on. As always, if there are any topics that you want me to cover over the next while, just send me a quick email info at boineergonomics.ie. Or send me a message online and I will add it to my list. But for now, that was Digital Eye Strain. I hope you found it useful. I hope there was useful information in there, both for yourself or for the people that you are responsible for in the workplace. And until the next time, stay well.